church, amen, back at Kazadale. I always enjoy coming here and seeing you dear folks. And I've been praying we just wouldn't have a service, we would have church this morning, amen. There's a difference, you know what I'm saying? And I want to have church. But it's good to be here. I've been here February, I think, and I'm back. See, the problem is it's like feeding an old stray cat. <laughs> you put something out of the back porch, it'll just keep coming back, you know. And you all are too nice. That's the problem, you know. But it's, uh, it's, a good, it's good to be here. And uh, thank God for you all. I mean that. It's, uh, y'all have a wonderful church. A great preacher. Uh, great people here. It's uh, making an impact in here and, and, uh, and missions around the world. Amen. It's... Uh, I, I preach all over the place. It's uh, they uh, don't always get asked back. <laughs> you know, any, anyway, that uh, I preach all over the place. There's a, a lot of folks. I mean, there's, uh, it's it's exciting to see a church going forward and reaching people and and not and, and, and enjoying the blessing of the Lord. Amen. It's, it's it's not like that everywhere. And I know, but you all uh, thank God for what what you got here. Amen. There's some good stuff going on. And uh, get 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 in on it. Amen. Don't don't miss a thing. The uh, my daddy always said, don't miss nothing. He said, the night you miss, we're going to cut a bee tree. I'm preaching over your heads here. <laughs> he said, the honey will flow. And uh, we get to heaven, we're going to talk about it when you walk up just for meanness. Amen. Uh, but, so you make sure you're here. Uh, be back tonight. Will you do that? Uh, it's the Lord's Day. You've heard me say before, uh, don't, if, if you don't come back on Sunday night, all you have is the Lord's morning. Give him the whole day. And uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together so much the more as you see the day approaching. We shouldn't be canceling church. We should be adding services. Amen. I, I, I don't know. How's a dark room with the lights out and nobody there? How's, how's that better than the saints gathering and singing and praising God and preaching and giving an invitation? Isn't that better? I mean, you know, that's better. And, uh, you'll be here and, uh, tonight. And uh, we'll wait for God to do something real special. All right, Joshua chapter number 6. The... Uh, I believe I preached last time on how will you do when Jordan swells when I was here. We're going to kind of go back to the idea of Jordan, but with a whole other uh, take on it uh, and, and going a different direction. Uh, and uh, I want you to look at Joshua chapter number 6. The children of Israel have just crossed the Jordan River at a high tide that uh, was swollen up and out of the banks. And they took the ark and followed the ark and the water backed up. Uh, the Bible said all the way to the city of Adam. Uh, that's interesting to me. Jordan's a picture of death often in the Bible and uh, when that ark that had the blood sprinkled on it went down into that symbol of death, the Bible said death had coursed through humanity all the way back to one man's sin and, 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 and death in the world and death by sin. It was Adam, remember that? And so when the Jordan River backed up, when they took the ark down with the blood, where the blood was sprinkled, the Bible says that that river backed up all the way to the city of Adam. Boy, there's a whole other sermon there, but that's a good one, amen, you know. And death that had coursed through humanity when it came up against the blood that was that, that on the mercy seat, it just stopped it. And that's the only thing that can stop the, the curse of, of death in our lives, amen. And thank God for the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. All right, now here we come in, in, in uh, Joshua chapter number 6, and I, I want you to look at uh, they've crossed the Jordan River. Uh, they have come across 
and uh, uh, Joshua's the new leader, and they're going to come up against the city of Jericho. Now look at, look at verse number 20. Uh, get a little bit ahead of the story, then we'll back up. Verse number 20, Joshua 6.20. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Let's pray together. Can we do that? Lord, we thank you for your word that we have, uh, Lord, preserved and fallible and errant in our own language. We thank you for that. Lord, help us now to rightly divide it. Lord, I'd, I'd rather close my Bible, sit down, let someone else preach than to in any way do anything that would harm or take away uh, or that would not honor our Savior. So Lord, help me to say just what I should and not more or less. Lord, I've stood behind many a pulpit and the arm of flesh has failed me. And Lord, that same thing will happen if I trust it. So help me not to do that today, but to trust you. Lord, I, I know so many people here and uh, Lord, wonderful friends, but I don't know everybody. And Lord, even the people that I do know, I, I don't know their heart, uh, Lord, like you do. And Lord, if there be one here this morning that's lost, it's not ready for eternity, I pray that today they would get this most important issue in anyone's life settled. Lord, help them to understand that salvation is in Christ, in Christ alone. Not a church or a preacher, an offering plate, but in a Savior. And Lord, I, help us, Lord, to be willing to, uh, to be taught today from your word and your spirit. Lord, let us leave here more in love with you, more like you than we were when we came in. Lord, I pray for every request that was mentioned over in the Sunday school class. And Lord, I'm sure other classes and burdens that people have on their heart. And Lord, remind us all that whatever it is, that Christ is still the answer, for it's in his name that we pray. Amen. The uh, Joshua here has uh, come and he's across the, the Jordan and he's, he's going out to look at, at, at Jericho. That's the first thing, if you will, that he's a new leader now. Uh, he's a military man and, and he comes out and there stands Jericho. Past Jericho, you got Canaan. Canaan is not so much a picture of heaven in the Bible as it is a victorious Christian life. When we get to heaven, we don't have to fight any giants. I'm all in on that one, amen. <laughs> That's all taken care of. Uh, but heaven is, is more of, uh, or Canaan is more a picture of the, of the victory that you and I can have in our lives today, right here, right now. Uh, one of those verses that just makes my jaw drop and blows fuses in my poor little old brain is in 1 John. As he is, so are we in this world. Oh, my soul. <laughs> As he is, so are we right now in this world. I'll never completely understand that until I get to heaven. But I'm, I, I know this. That means that we don't have to live defeated lives. We don't have to be all downtrodden. We don't have to run around looking like a question mark with our head bowed over. You can stand up and make an exclamation point for Jesus. Amen? And, 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 and victory is still the birthright of the blood-bought child of God. But the problem is, so many of us don't live that way. We know how to sing victory in Jesus, but I don't know that we're so good at living it when we walk out the door. Amen? Now, there's nobody here but us, so let's talk. Are you walking in victory today? Many times people will, now here's the point. Here's Joshua, and he comes up, and there's Jericho. Of all the world's cities at that time, Jericho was among the oldest and the most fortified and among the most wicked. 
and there it was. Archaeologists tell us that they might have run horses around on the top of the wall, on the top. I mean, it was that well fortified. Now, they don't have any gunpowder. <laughs> what have they got? They've got hammers and spears and bows and arrows and uh, all that, but I don't know they had any catapults or any of that stuff, you know. And so J J Joshua walks up, and, and, and there, there it stands, huge. Now, if he's got any Baptist blood in him, he's wondering, I wonder if that ark thing will work in reverse. <laughs> and, you know, I, mean, I, got, I got two million people following me here, and I brought them, and now that Jordan is flooded. You remember, probably the water went back. It had to go back sometime because it's back now. So now they're in between a swollen river again and a Jericho that is humongous and just scary looking. And Joshua's got about two million people. What are we going to do, boss? And there it is. Victorious Christian life is on the other side. Happy in Jesus, hollering amen, having your prayers answered. I mean, being just a little bit like some of those missionaries that come through here and tell stories that we think, well, that's wonderful, but that just don't happen in my life. They just don't. I mean, preachers get up and tell stories and other Christians, and God just comes down and does something, and it's just... I've got about a 10-minute story. I've just died to tell you, but I'll about to tell you later, okay? You know, the last revival meeting I preached, God just did a miracle. And my, you asked my sister, <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you. You know, I'll tell you what it was. I, 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 I was up, I was preaching, and I said, is anybody here from Bertha County? I didn't really care. It just kind of went with the sermon, you know. <laughs> this woman stuck her head up. We'll talk after church. All right. So after church, I meet her in the back lobby. Her name's Georgiana. And uh, her, her daddy kept wanting to have a, a boy that never could have one, so we finally named her George. <laughs> There's George Anna. He put an Anna on there, you know. Sweet lady, played the piano, worked with the teenagers, led people to Christ wonderfully. <laughs> and and she, I said, are you from Breath? And she goes, yeah. I, I, I said, well, you know, name some names for me. And, and she said, well, who's your people? And I said, well, we kind of all go back pretty much on my mom's side to a man named Solomon Noble. And uh, she looked at me. I'm in New Lexington, Ohio, preaching a revival meeting in a small church to people I've never met in all of my life. And, and uh, 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 first, uh, second time I've ever preached there, wasn't planning on saying anybody here from Breathitt County. I just did. And we walk out in the back lobby, and, and I've been praying that God, I said, God, Mom, I want to do something for Mom. I just want, to, I want her to be happy. <laughs> she sat in that stupid chair looking out that back window every day and, and missing Dad. And I just wanted, but Lord, what do I do to just make her, I want to do something special. And I got there, preached that meeting, the woman holds her hand up, we walk out in the back lobby, and I said, well, who's your people? Well, my people go back to Solomon Noble. That woman in New Lexington, Ohio, that I've ever seen before in my life, looked at me, and she said, that's my grandpa. Huh? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I said, my grandma's name's Toddy. She said, that's my aunt. Amen. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Put him on the phone. I heard her say, Hildred? <laughs> Georgiana? <laughs> Woo! You know, I thought they were going to talk in tongues. I was kind of worried about, you know, they're out there, they're so happy. And now they're writing letters and they're sharing stories and they just had got lost from each other and their children. And yep. You're going to tell me God didn't do that. Amen. <laughs> God did that. Amen. God did that. 
I wish I could tell you every day in my life was like that. It's not been like that. But sometimes we just go so long and nothing like that happens. Nothing. nothing. And there's Jericho. On the other side's hollering and shouting and amen and joy of the Lord is my strength and sing the hallelujah chorus and I love that living by faith. Reminded me of Lester Roloff this morning. I, I like the whole music program. I, just, I really like that first song. That, that, I love all of them. Don't but anyway. That, all right, now let's talk. Christian, look at me. Is there a Jericho in your life? Well, my life would be so great. I mean, things would be so much better. I'd laugh again. I'd be happy. I'd, I'd, I'd joy. And, and, and maybe in my life could be a little bit more like others. It seems like I see God blessing other people's lives. If it were not for. Amen. Right. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's a wayward child. Maybe it's an unhappy marriage. Maybe it's a very unhappy marriage. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's depression. Listen, folks, we've got to quit being independent Baptists. We've, something's got to stop. We've got to quit thinking that when someone has a problem emotionally or thinking that they're demon-possessed. You can just, it can be a medication. It can be anything. You listen to me. If there's anywhere they ought to find support, it ought to be in the church. But so often they're afraid to even mention it because we'll think they're demon-possessed or something. Boy, that's good preaching. Amen. <gasps> Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's a lack of education. I don't know what it is. But sometimes we come up and there it stands. And boy, I would be happy if it wasn't for that. Do you have a Jericho in your life? What do we do when we have a Jericho in our life? What does the Bible say? The Bible says, look, look at Hebrews 11 and verse number 30. And watch this. Hebrews 11 and verse number 30. The Bible says the, the things that happened unto them were found unto us for our examples, the Bible says. All the children of Israel in the wandering of the wilderness, what happened to them, it was not only God working in their lives and the accounts that we have in the Bible, but they are examples to us living today in this time. The Bible says, well, how did the wall, you all know the walls are going to fall. I've already told you that. But how did they fall? Did Joshua come up with some big brilliant plan of how to, you know, a secret weapon or a cruise missile or something, you know? No, it wasn't that. What did all of a sudden they all got better with bows? No. I mean, what do you do with a wall that's that? thick how do you make it fall Bible says in Joshua in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 30 by what by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days it was by faith Faith is the medium of exchange in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, as thy faith, so be it unto you. It wasn't so much that there was a great big Jericho there. Jericho looked pretty puny when you compared it to God. And the point was, is that the problem of Jericho, when Jericho became God's problem and not Joshua's problem, then the victory over Jericho was immediately won. You see what I'm saying? By faith. You say, Brother Joe, what about my Jericho? The answer is faith. Well, what am I supposed to believe? Faith cometh by and hearing by the so what do we do? We got problems in our life and we sit there, if it's a financial thing, we keep punching the calculator. We need to open up a Bible and find a promise on that issue in our life. And like Abraham, did Abraham believe he could have a baby when he was 100? That wasn't what drove him. What drove him was he refused to believe that God would lie. 
When he saw, I don't believe, you know, that doesn't seem likely, but what is more unlikely, what is impossible, is God lying. And when we come and find a promise in the Word of God, it might seem hard to believe, if you will, but what is harder to believe, what is harder to accept, what can never, ever, ever, ever be is God lying. So when God says something, it's settled. We're done. It's over. Find that promise in the Word of God. He comes up and look at verse 513. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn. Whoa! What's Joshua? Joshua's a military guy. And he's he's in enemy territory. Right? He's looking at Jericho. Oh my. Oh i got to go back and tell all them people what I'm going to do. And, oh. and he looks over and there's a man with a drawn sword. Well, Jer- Joshua's a military guy. He's, he's, he, what, what do military guys do? They, what are you going to do? You know, Art thou force or for our adversaries? What did the man say? No. What kind of an answer is that? <laughs> are you for us? Are you for our adversaries? No. What are you supposed to make out of that one? What he was saying was, is I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. <laughs> I'm not doing it on your side, but I'm not doing it on their side. He says, I come to take over. Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I come. I believe with all of my heart that was the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that was one that wrestled with Jacob until the breaking of day. I believe it was a pre-incarnate appearance of the second person of the Trinity that came and visited this earth. And he came. And when that happened, he said, loose that foot from off of that shoe. For the that reminds you of Moses. You remember that? God, God told Moses when at the burning bush, you, you, you look at your Bible. God told Moses at the burning bush to take your shoes from off of your feet. And God told Joshua, loose thy shoe from off thy foot. <laughs> Let me give you something to think about. Talk about this on the, at lunch today. Why did God talk about Moses having feet and, Mo, and Joshua having a foot? Wouldn't it be something if we got to heaven and found out Joshua did all that with just one foot? <gasps> Think about that. I'm telling you, the Bible says Moses had two feet, and God said shoes, and God told Joshua, foot and shoe. I mean, he knows the difference. Maybe the promises of God, even a man with one foot could whip a place like Jericho, if they not get God on my side, but get me on God's side. You see, if, if Joshua is in charge, whose problem is Jericho? It's Joshua's. What are you going to do about this? But now Joshua comes down and he gets in the presence of the captain of the Lord's host and he understands I don't need to get him on my side. I need to get on his side. Now whose problem is Jericho? It's God's. And he's bigger than Jericho. Amen. Amen. He fell down and worshiped at his feet. I can't stand these songs that say when I meet Jesus I'm going to dance around and slap him on the back and we're going to laugh. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to fall down like a dead man. That's exactly what you're going to say. Folks, I grew up seeing altars full of people. We got down on our knees. You can't get this modern crowd to bow their head, much less their knee to the Lord anymore. 
never saw the beat. We're proud and we're arrogant and we think we're okay and we're not. We're, 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 we're blind and poor and naked and we need a Savior. But I'm glad we have one who is all sufficient. Amen? Amen. His point is, is to get Jesus on, to you get him on, to, you, you join his side. The captain of the Lord's host. Lay your sword at his feet. That uh, turn Jericho over to him. That uh, and then you see you go from being problem conscious to God conscious. They some people. They're just discouraging. They can brighten up a room by leaving. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the truth. They sure can. <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> Bye. That uh. I heard the story about a man who never saw a railroad car train before. He, he heard about it and he went down there and he's walking around it and walking around it and walking around it. He says, that won't work. That won't work. That won't work. It's too heavy. You got metal on metal. It's too slick. Uh, the wheels won't be able, no traction. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. They finally fired up the old steam engine, blew the whistle, and those started going down the track. He said, they'll never get that thing stopped. <laughs> said, they'll, they'll never get it stopped. You know? Some people just all problem. The problem of the Jericho in our lives, you can't just walk around it and look at it day after day after day. It's probably what you've been doing, and how's that working for you? What do we need to do? Instead of staring at Jericho, stare at the captain of the Lord's host that's now taken over. And see, when we get on his side, problem, folks, is too often we, we want God on our side. And we want to serve the Lord in an advisory capacity. Now, Lord, <laughs> you need to do this, uh, this, and uh, this, and that. Mortal on my desk by 5 o'clock this evening. I mean, that's almost how we pray. A little preacher down in Kentucky, preacher buddy, he says, We're seeking his hand. We need to seek his heart. That's really good, isn't it? We want God to do what we want done, but the point is, is to lay our sword at his feet and bow down. And I want to be on his side, not get him on my side. And then Jericho is his problem and not mine. Do you see the difference? There's a God help us. Just to do that, that surrender to him. That's uh, look at six one to five. Let me read this real quick. Look at six one to five. Now Jericho was straightly was shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. The Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. We just won the battle. Well, that's it. God said, You win. I've given them to you. It's still standing, still full of soldiers. Well, how, how Joshua said, shout, for the city is ours. How can he say that? Is the Hebrews 11 says, because God hath said, we may boldly say. When God says something, now I can boldly say it. That wasn't presumptuous of Joshua to say, shout, and the walls are going to fall down. Because God had said that, he was just agreeing with the one that had taken over. You see what I'm saying? Now what? And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once, thus shall ye do six days. All right. Somebody holds their hand up at a business meeting. Why don't God do it in one day? What's the answer? God said six. God's in charge. He's the leader. 
And we spend too much time arguing with God, and when we do, we're wrong. Amen? Now what? Seven priests shall bear before the ark seven uh, trumpets of ram's horns. The seventh day he shall come to see seven times. The priest shall blow with the trumpets. It shall come to pass that when they make a long, long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall descend up every man straight before him. That, uh, I'm glad that Joshua, was. he just simply obeyed. Amen. Yes. Trust and obey. Oh, there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus and to trust and obey. That's uh, Sometimes people come to me and they got some, I'm sure Pastor Burke has the same thing, you know, some deep, dark, long, convoluted theological conundrum. <laughs> you know something? God's told us all he wants us to know, and sometimes if we push it too far, we're just being nosy. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> just being nosy. I don't need to know. God would have told me. Faith is what God says. I just believe it. And it's not something I conjure up in my head. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You, you say, have Bible faith that we build us a 10-story parking garage out here in the back. You find in the Bible where it says for Kazadel Baptist Temple to build a 10-story parking garage out in the back, and we'll have Bible faith to do it. But that verse is not in the Bible. But when you find a verse, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. He that goeth forth and bearing precious seed shall doubt weeping, shall doubtless come again with rejoice and bring in his sheaves with him. Train up a child in the way he should go when he is old and will not depart from it. I got verses there. I got promises there. Now I can have Bible faith because I refuse to believe that God could lie. Amen? That, uh, the best, John 14, he said, Brother Joe, there's some verses I just don't understand. What do I do? Look at John 14, 21. This is, this is, watch this. John 14, 21. Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Boy, couldn't you preach on that one for a while. <gasps> he said, well, I really don't keep him like I should. Where's the problem at? You need to love him like you should. He that loveth me keepeth my commandments. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Who does God manifest himself to? Who, who does God reveal his will to? Sometimes we say, Lord, you know, what's your will? But yet things that we know is God, are God's will, we're not doing. Say, so I just don't feel God leading in my life. Well, if you're being disobedient... To witnessing and praying and Bible study, be a good husband, be a good wife, raise your children right, children obey your parents, tithe, all those things. Why should God reveal his will to rebels? If we're not doing black ink on white paper, why should we pray about some little specific about the journey of life when why would God reveal his will to rebels? And to obey is better than sacrifice. Just obey. Why did the walls fall? Because Joshua and then the people that was willing to follow their leader did what God said, and God always blesses simple obedience. The best way to understand things that you don't understand is to obey things that you do understand. I believe it was R.A. Torrey said, the problem is we need to do a better job of repenting. You know what we love to do? Lord, forgive us wherein we have failed thee. Oh, isn't that sweet and precious? <laughs> oh, that covers it all. And the french fries aren't even cold, you know. Forgive me where I failed. Well, what's wrong with that? 
You know what works a little bit better is, Lord, I was sharp with my wife this morning and she didn't deserve the way I answered that question and I want you to forgive me and I'm going to go right now and ask her to forgive me. You're going to get more traction there. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Obedience. Let me chase a rabbit here. A whole lot's going on in our society today that's just being disobedient to God. It's all the way down to are you a boy or a girl? Everything's getting changed. It's crazy. You are what God made you. Transgender. I've I, I decided though something I, I think I'm going to try to do. I think I need to be translendered. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I identify with inside. I'm obviously portly and pudgy, but I'm, I, that's what I am inside. And if you don't agree with me and tell me that I'm transgender, then my problems are all your fault. What's going on, on the, in our capital is just that ridiculous. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools, the Bible says. Just obey. Just do what it says. Simple obedience. What are you talking about? Whatever the Holy Ghost is talking to you about. <gasps> we had a happy time in our family recently. Patrick and Hannah adopted a Nehemiah. You ought to meet Nehemiah. He's five years old. Nehemiah doesn't walk anywhere. He aims and fires. <laughs> he... he, he uh, we went to the adoption that uh, uh, Montgomery County. I don't know what you. Uh, what county is this? Warren? This Warren County? Yes. Okay, Warren County. Uh, Montgomery County has that second floor of the family court. It's all little courtrooms, you know. So we go all up there in our family and, and, and all the grandkids. And so we go. We sit there, and Patrick and Hannah and 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 Nehemiah and all them there up in front of that little fence. Whenever you're in the courtroom, you want to try to stay back behind that little fence. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's very important. Try to stay back there. You know. but, 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 but in they come, and, 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 and Diane, uh, Diane was kind of sitting back in the second or third little pew there. They had like church pews. I felt right at home. And, and the, uh, uh, the, the grandkids from, from Elliot up to Joshua, you know, there's five or six of them, and, and they're just, they run in and jump in the front pew. Just like pack a pew night at revival meeting, you know what I'm saying? You know, there they are, you know, like sardines. <laughs> and when the officers of the court started to come in, you know, you got the recorders and you have the, the lawyers from the social service, and you know, and the parents are adopting, and anybody that's going to say anything, as, as they're coming in, somebody says, "All, all rise and raise your right." All, he said, "All witnesses rise and raise your right hand." Well, all of us are kind of in the second or third pew, and all of our grandkids are in the first pew. And all they hear is, rise and raise your right hand. So they all stood up. <laughs> and then we're in the courtroom, and I got a whole pew full of kids sitting there with their right hand as high as they can put it in the air, like I know the answer, you know. And this judge walks out, and he looks down at him, and he just busts out laughing. You know, he just thought that was the funniest thing he ever saw in his life. You, know. that, you say, Brother Terrell, what's your point? Galatians 4 5 says to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoptions of sons wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son 
and if a sun then an air. You know, there's so much in life, people, that we, we all mess up. I get that. And I'm not trying to give an excuse for messing up. But why did that judge laugh at that? He wasn't disregarding the law. He wasn't being disrespectful. He wasn't being mean. It was just kind of sweet. Some little kids just doing the best they could. Aren't you glad that there's a judge someday that we'll stand before? And if we've obeyed. You know, let's not mess up on the simple stuff. Church, Bible reading, prayer, witness, talk right, dress right, be a bit, be, be, you know, let's not mess up on the little stuff. We're all going to have some things we messed up on. If any man says he has no sin, he is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But you know, my daddy told me a long time ago, says you'll never get in too much trouble doing the best you can to do right. You'll never, you might mess up a little bit here and there, but you'll never get in too much trouble just doing the best you... It wasn't legally correct for them kids to stand and stick their hands up like that, but there was a judge that kind of... He had an affection toward them doing the best they know how. And I, when I stand before God someday, I want him to smile and at least say he did the best he knew how. Amen. He did, let's just, just do... Oh, Bob Jones, he was, he's a Baptist now. He's in heaven. <gasps> He said, do right. If the stars fall, just do right. What happens? God blesses. Or if you don't bat a thousand, there's only one that ever batted a thousand. That was Jesus. Amen. But a broken and a contrite heart that will not despise, oh God. Keep our heart right and just to obey. What God tell Joshua, go around six times. And then on the seventh time, seven times. And they're walking around Jericho. You think about that. Big. Tall. Let's say Titus and Amos are walking. Hey, Titus, what? You see any cracks? No. <laughs> Is it getting smaller? No. Is it sinking a little bit? No. Anybody inside? Yeah. What are they doing? They're laughing. <laughs> what would have happened if they went around all except for that last time? Nothing. Nothing. God told Naaman, dip seven times in Jordan. He went down. What if he had dipped six and said, this is just stupid. <gasps> Nothing. He that endureth until the end. Talking about Jews in the tribulation, I know. But you listen to me. There's something about somebody that just refuses to quit for the glory of God. Just presses on. Christian, don't quit. You say, but Brother Terrell, Jericho. Just, just Jericho. I know, but let's give that to God today. <gasps> Cast a burden upon, casting your burden upon him. That, that has the idea of throwing it. Just, just. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Brother, you don't know what it is. No, but God does. 
And I don't minimize your suffering. I don't deminimize the scars you might hold, but you listen to me. There's a God in heaven that said all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God can make everything work right in your life. The idea there is to them that love God is that them that just keep loving God no matter what. I told Diane one day, I'm not going to give the devil the privilege of watching me quit. I'm just not. There'll come times in life when, humanly speaking, it would probably make sense. But there's a God in heaven that until he says no, we're going to keep on. Until he says quit, we're going to keep going. Until he says stop, we're going to keep giving. Amen? Just keep going. How many people have quit just shy of the blessing of God and, and the working of God in their life and that prayers being answered, but we quit one lap too little? Amen? God ain't going to do that. Press on. Brother Terrell, but Jericho in my life. Jericho, my, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. There's still a God in heaven that says, my grace is sufficient for thee. I'm not minimizing it, but I'm telling you what, there's a God in heaven that can make it work for your good. Quitting is not the answer. Disobedience is not the answer. Looking back is not the answer. Y'all know this song. Tis grace hath brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. He's done pretty good up to here, hasn't he? There's a whole lot of sermons here. The whole truth is most of the briars that stick us are from things we planted. <laughs> most of them, Amen. But I'm telling you, you can take where you're at right now and say, God, I want to lay my sword at your feet. I don't, I'm going to quit trying to get you on my side. I'm going to be on your side. God, you just give the orders and I will obey. You listen to me. There's not a child of God on this planet that God will not bless that will take that simple resolve and vow in their life. He'll do it. He'll do it. At our church, we, some time ago, we moved the office. been back a while now. We moved the office building. I built a office building that uh it's like a big house it's next to the church <laughs> so I was going through all these files <laughs> tons of files <laughs> that uh went all the way back to the old old little garage on Gladstone Street where the church started you know and uh I was trying to throw away stuff that we didn't need and then I was going through building programs. I, I, I noticed something. They all said new building. Every one of them. <laughs> Every one of them. Well, that's funny. <laughs> it was a new building in 1959. It was a new building in 1962. They all just said new building, you know. <laughs> you ought to put years on that stuff, amen? I mean, it was confusing. What new building, you know? And I'm going through that. And, and every night you get pictures. Pictures. <gasps> I'm pulling things out. Oh, there's... Kind of a sad exercise. So many there not serving God today. They're just not. I don't know why, but they're not. They quit. They quit. You listen to me, folks. That's not the answer. Amen? That's not the answer. Let's press on. Let's be faithful. Someday my kids are going to come by and walk with me and say, Lord Terry! I'm going to walk past, I'll be in a casket. <gasps> well, isn't this cheerful? <gasps> what is the three ages, three stages of life is young, middle age, and don't he look good? You know? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'm not trying to say I'm Mr. Wonderful. That nut on that shark tank, he's not Mr. Wonderful. Jesus is Mr. Wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful. Amen? He's wonderful. Most of y'all like me. Our names are not going to appear in the Wall Street Journal. <gasps> We're not Olympians. Most of us are not going to write best-selling Christian books and all that. We're not. We're not. But something that I think is more important in your life, and I know it is in mine, Someday my kids walk by, they won't see an Olympian, they will not see a multimillionaire, they will not see somebody that, you know, a great Christian leader that everybody, no. But by the grace of God, if they can walk by and say he never quit. He never quit. He never quit. One of the heroes of my life as a young preacher was Vance Havner. If you've not read his books, you ought to read them. And uh, I was riding down Alex Bell Road with him one day, and he looked at me and he said, he's getting up in years, and he said, Terrell, he said, the goal of my life now is not to drop the ball of the goal line. <gasps> you see what he meant by that? He didn't mean you fall from grace and not saved anymore. But he didn't want to drop the ball at the goal line. Amen? Let's finish well. If you're here this morning and lost, you need to trust Christ. I preached to Christians this morning, but there's a, there's a captain of the Lord's host that loves you. <gasps> He'll save you this morning if you just simply... He said, I've got questions. People came to Jesus with questions. He treated them kindly, compassionately. He answered them. He loved them. And the very best we know how, if you come with questions this morning, we will love you. We will be kind to you. We will open the Bible. You'll be amazed how simple it is. There's no stupid question. No stupid... Get it settled today. Amen? Get it settled. Christian, you might just need to come and say, Lord... I want to give you Jericho. <gasps> I can't handle it. <gasps> but God, you can. <gasps> give him Jericho. <gasps> Let's pray. Father, I pray.